Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein, Eileen Warnos, Edmund Kemper. Do all these names sound familiar to you? We bet they do. Well, you're never going to hear them on this podcast. Nope. <laughs> I'm Brittany. And I'm Justine. And we're the hosts of It's About Damn Crime, a true crime podcast where we focus on cases featuring people of color. And if you're looking for serious storytelling, this is not the place. But we do promise, no matter how hardcore a true crime fan you think you are, we're going to tell you at least one story you've never heard of. You can listen to us at itsaboutdamncrime.com or wherever you get your podcast at. And remember, there's a lot of desert out there. Show is. Cheers. <laughs> gentlemen welcome back to the haunted heart episode 13 episode 13 good number definitely a good number good number so what's up how's your week been they can't talk to us kenny it's a podcast i'm talking to you bitch oh fuck well you didn't make eye contact um my week is fine uh i've been listening to a lot of podcasts so that's cool. Same. Same. Yeah. Lots of podcasts. Yeah. Since we're kind of like new, I guess, new-ish. We're still new. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're kind of reclusive. So we're like just meeting all the cool people who are producing awesome content. And so we're trying to get caught up and stuff and listen to um, a bunch of different shows. And like the quality is really cool. Like there's a lot of people who do like really well researched and like well-produced and, like... Oh, yeah. I'm totally Well-edited shows. And then... There's us. There's us. We just bullshit around. Hey. It's all good, though. <laughs> it's all love. Yeah. For real, for real. So and you just heard from one of those really cool you podcasts, You did. Actually. You just heard from It's About Damn Crime. Love them. They're amazing. Fucking so love them. So, Kenny actually told me about them a couple months ago, and uh, I started listening, I want to say, like, two or three months ago. Um, yeah. And I binged all of it because I love them. Well, I introduced them to you because I really enjoyed their um, Stranger Danger episodes, which I think are so creepy but so fascinating. I love hearing, like, actual stories from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what originally got me hooked. And so I was like, girl... You need to check these out. You'll re- you need to check these girls out. You'll really like them. I love them. I feel like I want to be like their third best friend. Okay. Like I feel like it's kind of like you remember that scene in the craft where they're like, "We don't need a fourth." <laughs> I feel like it might be that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it might be that situation, but I just think they're so damn funny. Um, I love them both. Oh yeah, totally. They they're really awesome. Is your cat screaming? I think, I, I think he's I just screeching up at the door. Fuck. <laughs> no. Any, anyway, they're, it's about damn crime. They're super cool. Brittany, Justine, Scott, they're super... 
uh, chill, and they um, they always have a good time. So they're from Big Vegas, and they drop episodes on Wednesdays, um, which is the same day that we drop episodes. So you can listen to us, you can listen to them. It'll be a great time. It'll be a party. Oh, yes. Definitely. So, I think one of the other things that we're starting this week... Um, we got so all kinds of new shit got, coming for well, you. Yeah. And first, I think... Do we want to mention... Um, like, this? we've seen a lot of support. Yes. This yeah. Week. Um, yeah. Um, it was weird. I don't know who you guys are that are listening, but... Fucking thanks, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't know. We just got a lot of support this week, which is which is cool. Um, yeah, I'm awesome. all about it. Like, keep it coming. Yeah, for for real. But um, I don't know why you fucking listen to us, but that's cool. <laughs> I, I kept texting Kenny all week, and I was like, "Do you? What's going on? Is our shit broke? Like, because I don't really feel like. <laughs> do we need to contact Lipson? Like, <laughs> I was like, do we need to? What's going on? Deb- Is it Miss broken? Dear Mr. Lipson. I'm like trying to identify people in our lives that would fuck with us by like messing she's our get, numbers No, no, no. Up. She's I getting real did. paranoid. She's like, do you think, well, like, do you think it's this person? Like, are they, who, who's trying to sabotage us? And I'm like, they're trying to sabotage I didn't, us. But well, like, I did not use the word sabotage, but I was like, do you think that. Somebody is like falsely inflating our numbers so that they can then let us down and us be really disappointed. <laughs> I understand that it is victim logic and crazy. Uh, that is the first step. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I haven't figured out the second one. But anyway, if you are real people out there, thanks for listening. And then, what the fuck is that noise? I don't know. No, I hope you guys can't hear it. Anyway, whatever. If you can, you know. It you was know a creepy it. noise. Um, the fuck? It sounds like a wheezing car. Anyway, um, so in, I guess, connection with that, um, we have kind of connected with a bunch of really cool people through, we're way more active on Twitter now. Oh, we actually yes, started our fucking Facebook group, so go join it. Just search the Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook and join. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually post content and shit on there. <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking mind blown. Right, finally. And um, Instagram, you guys know where to find us on Instagram, the Haunted Heart Podcast? The Haunted Heart? I don't fucking know. The Haunted just search Heart. Us, bitch. It's the Haunted Heart. <laughs> it's just the Haunted Heart, right? On Twitter and whatever. But we have met a lot of really cool people um, that uh, have really cool projects and um, stuff that they're doing. And we kind of thought that we've we've met some folks that um, we think the projects that they're working on are something that our listeners would potentially be interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's all people that we've known for quite a while um, and people who's uh, products we're really familiar with or whose projects we're really familiar with. And, um, we thought that it might be cool to kind of use the show as a little bit of a platform to tell you about those people. Yeah. Because Um, these are, you know, people that we really vibe with and like, so we just want to, for some fucking reason, listen to us. (laughs) Like apparently you want to like, you might like them too. Right. Um, and we're not selling anything. We're not getting paid. I feel like I should tell you that I'm not getting paid. Um, Kenny's not getting paid either. But I mean, if you're willing. (laughs) 
<laughs> put the coin on the dresser. No, um, I just feel like we, um, we're not selling anything. We're not hawking anything. We're not getting paid. We just, these are cool people who are making cool things that we think you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, today I wanted to talk about my friend Tanisha, um, and she runs um, a website and a shop called uh, The Opaque, and she has all kinds of um, crystals and minerals and jewelry and um, really awesome stuff, and I actually have ordered quite a few pieces from her. I have a piece of Aventurine from her. Um, I have a piece of Indigo Grabbro that is gorgeous. And I have a piece of um, Lapis Lazuli that's beautiful Mm -hmm. from her. Um, All of her stuff is fantastic. She sells like raw crystals and polished crystals and uh, or cut crystals, I think is what they're called. Um, And she also does jewelry. And like literally everything this woman produces is. It is absolutely stunning like it is that's no other word for it but stunning yeah and she's so cool she um she founded uh her shop in like 2014 and and it was like i think it was like mid-spring is what her website said and um she kind of went on like the opaque with her has been a journey into um spiritualism and kind of exploring that and like how crystals help us focus intentions and you know i i don't know how much on the podcast i've talked about it but i'm really into that sort of thing um i think that anything that has to do with any sort of magic i think that magic and intention are synonymous Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not that person who's like like super anal about crystals but i do think that it like helps you anything that is a token that can help you focus your intention is going to be helpful to you so um and i've seen and the pieces that you have are so beautiful yeah i mean i i can't talk enough about her but her shop is um underscore the opaque it's uh the o-p-a-q-u-e underscore it's got underscores on either side. Um, and you can just Google it. Um, she's really cool. Her husband also makes jewelry, and he's cool as shit. Um, and we really like them. So check her out for sure. She's the bomb. Mm-hmm. And someone else that I actually really like um, that we follow on Instagram is Hello Gorgeous. Yes. And I like that it's gore, like, like gore, yes. blood and guts gore. Yes. Gorgeous. Yeah, That's no, cute. she has a lot of really cool, um, like, horror-themed accessories, merchandise, like, body products, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I just love this, like, the name of this is really cool, um, but it's like a body scrub. It's uh, the scrub of your nightmares. So it has this, um, it's all the, well, I don't know if all of the products are. I think they are. But I do believe they are. But, I think all of her stuff is. Um, are vegan, cruelty-free, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Not about that harming the animals, testing on animals. None of that bullshit. Um, but it's scented in, like, this really, really luscious, like, black cherry scent. And I absolutely love it. That's awesome. That's the one that's like Freddy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrubbing your nightmares, Freddy Krueger, that sort of thing. She has one. I think she posted it the other day. It was like a like a booby scrub. Mm. I want that one. <laughs> like I love her t shirts too. So like, there's one that she has that's like Satan and chill. 
Oh, that's cute. Which I love, because it's like, I love that, um, it's one of my favorite songs off Marilyn Manson's last album, uh, Say 10, so love that, really cute, like, little bows and stuff like that. They're all, like, Halloween themed. Uh Uh-huh. That's adorable. So, definitely, um, please definitely go, uh, check her out. Instagram handle is just Hello Gorgeous. Um, yeah. And it's G-O-R-E-G-E-O. Yeah, G-O-R-E. G-E-O-U-S. I love a good pun. That's mm-hmm. so cute. I see stuff like that, and I'm like, damn, why did I think of that? Yeah. But she's cool. And that's it. That's We just wanted to highlight some cool people doing cool shit for you. So hopefully we'll be able to do that, you know, every week. Introduce you to I'm just so, like, like folk. I'm so, like, I get so jealous sometimes because i'm like i wish i could make like body scrubs and shit like that i wish i could fucking do anything like (laughs) useful at all (laughs) what the fuck do i do you get people out here like making beautiful art making like amazing things for your body and like bitch i can make you dinner that is true i can (laughs) and you can buy um uh character molded butter from food line listen listen for dinner i'm gonna tell you what kenny loves his fucking molded butters i n- no here no here's 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 what it's really about you can make a dinner i can make a theme okay <laughs> that's true that's fair that's my area anybody who if you are listening and you're interested in like hiring me for like getting you a bomb ass themed like party <laughs> whatever it is you need set up hit me up bitch i feel like they should know that you're gonna yell at them a lot listen a that, whole lot that is art it is art <laughs> i just see you mid like party planning and you just have like stains and shit all over your shirt and your hair is like standing on end i've planned too many parties with you true i think to to know <laughs> true i'm gonna have to put that in the agreement beforehand it's like a special clause like (laughs) i'm gonna put that clause in every contract i ever sign i'm gonna yell at you and it's gonna be okay i'm gonna yell at you ain't a damn thing you can do about it it's gonna be fine so what are we uh bringing the children is it time to do our podcast it is time i'm so excited um so today we're talking about we're talking about a pretty heavy topic yeah like i definitely want to i feel like we got to take it we got to be serious serious yeah totally we got to be serious for a moment um, you know, I just think that what we're going to discuss today, like Katie said, is, is pretty serious. Yeah. Um, and I just want everyone to know that if there are things that you are, um, struggling with and, you know, always try to seek help. Like we are open, like you can slide in our DMs if you want to. I know I said I was going to be serious. But God damn. damn it. God damn it. <laughs> but no, it. I'm just saying, like, if you, you know, if you need, if you want somebody to talk to, we're here, first of all. Right. And there's also, you know, helplines and things like that. People are probably really confused because they don't know what the topic is yet. Um, so today we are talking about suicide games. Mm-hmm. Um particularly teen suicide games and the word games is in quotes um because it's not a game um it's really fucked up and i i got real real down when i was doing my research for this week because it was like oh god oh yeah like 
some of these stories are like real, real tough. Oh yeah. So no, they're some of them are really awful. Yeah. So it's um, and we absolutely are not seeking to we we want to talk about this topic because we think it's important to talk about because we want to raise awareness about it and because we want you know to kind of bring it to the forefront um not because we're trying to make fun of anybody right again yeah okay so um so you were going to talk about uh how kind of that's perceived or portrayed in pop culture. Well, okay. So I think what, what really, what sort of inspired this episode, I think, um, cause I recently watched the movie nerve. The movie was really good. And yeah, it was really, really good. Um, that, that was a movie that I thought was going to be shit and, but I was going to watch it anyway. For sure. Right. I went in with super low expectations. Because, yeah. like... But it turned out to be real good. Yeah, because I'm, like... All right. I'm, like, not the biggest Emma Roberts fan. She was great in Scream 4. Yeah, I mean, she's she's good. But I'm not, like, ooh, Emma Roberts. Like, I gotta see it. Like, no shade, Emma Roberts, if you're somewhere, listening. Somewhere Emma Roberts is, like, fuck you. No, I still love you. No, like, I still show, show love. And then like, our L.A. downloads just fucking plummets she was our biggest fan oh you know, god insulted her. she was our biggest fan she's so beautiful though no very beautiful um loved her like thought she was so funny um her character in coven when she was on an american horror story but anyway um enough about enough about that but i just watched it went in with really low expectations and then was very pleasantly surprised hell yeah it was it was really good. Yeah, it was done in um it was like a 2016, it's like techno thriller slash adventure. And like I said, it stars Emma Roberts, it has Dave Franco in it, which um I really like him actually. Okay, I, I wasn't sure what that eye roll was. I wasn't sure if that was like a he's hot eye roll or if that was like a fuck that dude. No, 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 no. I appreciate Dave Franco. I like him. He's a little wheezy. I feel like everything he says is kind of like this. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I like him, though. (laughs) And then he has, like, those thick eyebrows. Still, I like that, too. I mean, I I am a fan of that bone structure. Mm -hmm. I just personally prefer the iteration of it in James Franco. Yeah, so it was essentially about... It really references social media. Yes. Which is definitely important in this day and age. Um... Sound like an old man, like in, the, in, this, <laughs> in day. this day and age. Um, but it references social media in this sort of like realm of like gaming, yeah. But like real life gaming, so it's yeah. like in the moment. Like social media is the gaming platform, right? And life is the game, right? And yeah. so you, like, you have some random person that's like. Like, people will send you challenges to do, and, you know, you have to do them. If you complete them in a certain time frame, then you earn, like, you earn points. And actually, in this movie, you earn money. Yeah. So that, like, even gives you a bigger incentive to play, right? But you can't drop out, right? No, you can't drop out. You can't, and you can't, like, you can't snitch. That's the biggest thing. Mm. Which should tell you, like... 
mm, something's up with this, right? Yeah. Um, especially the fact that, like, people, like, people are, someone's giving you money to do things, like... Generally, no. Yeah, generally no. not a good idea, guys. Generally, mm-mm. mm-mm. So, and obviously it starts off, and, like, I guess, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Are you going to tell the end? No. Okay. But, like, if you don't want to know any more information about it, you should probably, like, I feel like they fucking quit listening around but, Dave Franco's eyebrows, though. Yeah, maybe they did. Whatever. Um... But, you know, the challenges get progressively worse. Yeah. And eventually become life-threatening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once it gets to a certain point, like, you know, if you try to drop out, then that person, like, the game has all of your information. So if you, like, try to drop out or if you snitch, then they control you. Mm. So they have all of your information. And the only way that you can... And you get put in, like, a jail mm-hmm. and or, like, a cyber jail, so they have all of your stuff. And so, in order to get out of that, you have to win the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of that, like, it, the movie doesn't really specifically Ooh, shit. have suicide in it. I definitely think it was... But it references yeah. it very heavily. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those elements that you mention, um, social media in particular, mm-hmm. um, and then the emphasis on, um, well, social media being one element, and then uh, the progressive nature of tasks. Yeah. How they go from stuff that's, like, not so bad to stuff that's, like, really bad, or really dangerous, I guess I should say, um, and also bad. Yeah. Uh, and then also that element of, like, you can't tell anybody. It's right. secretive. It's anonymous. It's, it's like secret, but everybody knows because everybody's playing it. Right. I mean, you know, like, and which is very similar to like some real life stuff um, that I researched. That was a lot of people have heard of it. It's called the Blue Whale Challenge. Oh yeah, that's yeah. some fucked up shit. So this was a hard topic to research because this. This topic is part suicide game and manipulation and part urban legend creepypasta. So it started in Russia, um, but potentially spread to South Africa and the UK. There was some fear of it in the US. There was like a panic in um, 2000, like late 2016 early to mid-2017 over the Blue Whale Challenge. And everybody was freaking out about it, and there were all these articles about it. Um, Supposedly, the way the game works, teens were um, tasked to, and it spread through social media. Um, It was like an anonymous group thing, and some group admin would task teens to complete 50 tasks over 50 days. So it was one task a day. Um, And they included things like watching horror movies, and engaging in sleep deprivation, and then they graduated to self-harm and self-mutilation, and eventually suicide. Um, There were articles online that claimed um, over 130 deaths um, that were associated with it between November 2015 to April 2016. It's difficult to corroborate. Yeah. Um, There are definitely some deaths... It's difficult to corroborate that that specific number. Right. 
Um, so apparently proof, um, they would do the task and proof of completion of the task is done by sending pictures to the curator or the, the whale, who's the person who's assigning the tasks. And, um, there was one teenager, um, Yulia Konstantinova, who posted a picture of a blue whale with no comment. Or, I think the comment was, like, this is the end. And it was just a picture of a blue whale on her Facebook on February 11th. And she jumped to her death from a 14-story building on February 19th, along Mm. with her friend Veronica Volkova, who was 16 years old. That's... And that one is corroborated, and it's really bad. And they were super beautiful. Well, like, the one thing that I know that this game, and even, like, in reference to the movie, um, is that the creators of this really seem to prey on insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, they're targeted for those people. Right. Who, you know, might not be, like, I don't know. It's just it, it's just a really, like, you really fucked up. Yeah. Well, they actually arrested a guy. I actually didn't know this before I started looking into this deeper. Because I, I, I remember hearing about the whole Blue Well thing, and it was just, like, so awful that, like, I know we're into the macabre and stuff like that. And, I mean, usually I consume a lot of true crime, probably way more than is like recommended mm-hmm, but yes. <laughs> way more true crime than is fda recommended in this brain right here um but that was like a thing that i was like whoa okay yep that sounds really fucked up and horrible and awful and i can't with that um but when i started researching it for this topic um i found out that in july of 2017 they actually arrested a man named um philippe Budakin. um and I believe he was from St. Petersburg, or they arrested him in Petersburg, or maybe he was trial. He had a trial in Petersburg, but he was 22 years old. Um, he was arrested and charged with organizing eight of the so-called suicide groups between 2013 and 2016. Um, and he was sentenced by a Siberian judge to three years in prison. Oh shit! Let me give that to you one more time. He was sentenced by a Siberian judge to three fucking years in prison for organizing suicide groups and he was personally linked to 16 suicides in different regions all across russia fuck yeah um he confessed uh to encouraging all 16 girls to end their lives they were all females um he confessed to encouraging all 16 girls to end their lives um saying that these girls were biological waste what the fuck yeah it was really fucked up. Um, I actually have an excerpt from his interview. Oh, my God. Um, it's translated, obviously, from the original Russian. But um, the interviewer asked, did you really push the teenagers to death? And he says, yes, I really did. Do not worry. You will understand everything. Everyone will understand. They were dying happy. I gave them what they did not have in real life, warmth, understanding, and communication. Which is warmth just some fucking under- bullshit. Like, you, warmth, you piece of shit. understanding, and communication. He looks like such but a fucking... But you're also like, biological waste. He He's fuck? just garbage. Like, he, he, if you look at this guy, like... 
he looks like he looks like the kid who got chose last in Dolly in Dodgeball. Dolly Ball. Wait, is that a thing? Dolly Ball. Dolly Ball. (laughs) I just picture Dolly Parton playing kickball. (laughs) This fucking dude, for real, looks so lame. Like he looks like he didn't get to go to prom and he was mad about it. Like he looks like he didn't get a prom date, and so he went to prom, and he was fucking mad. He, you know, what he reminds me of. He reminds me of the fucking incel people. Or, yeah, involuntary involuntary celibate people. That's who he fucking reminds me of. He... That type no, of he, internet scum. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, he went on to say, um, the interviewer asked him how many, um, how many people there were that he was manipulating, um, and that is it, is it really... Like a number of the media outlets were writing that there were 130 people involved. And he said, of course not. Investigation of the news is just squalor. There were 17. There were those with whom I simply communicated, whom I knew, and who later committed suicide, but without my direct influence. That's some bullshit. He is bullshit. So the interviewer went on to ask him, um, when it all started, how was it organized and how did he get to the point of pushing people to suicide. And this is when he kind of opens up um, and we can see a little bit more of his fucking psychopathy because he's a piece of shit. Um, He said, at first there are people, but there is a biomass. The fuck does that mean? This fucking dude sounds like some piece of shit I would have dated in high school. You know, (laughs) some fucking Nietzsche reading Ubermensch asshole. No, he obviously has issues with women. Like He said, there are those who do not represent any value to society. Like himself? And are, yeah. And are or will only bring harm to society. I cleaned our society from such people. It began in 2013. I created F57, which was one of the names of one of the death groups. Um, just created, see what will happen. It was stuffed with shock content and it began to attract people. In 2014, it was banned. For a long time, I laughed when I saw everyone trying to understand what F57 means. It's simple. F, Philip, my name, or Philippe, who gives a fuck. Um, 57, the last digits of my then number. I thought about the idea for five years. You can say I was preparing. I thought through the concept of the project, specific levels and stages, it was necessary to separate the normal from the biomass. What a fucking tool. Like, if anything, if anybody is biological waste, it's him. Sorry, sir. No, I'm not fucking sorry. You are biological waste. So here's, I feel like biomass is like a planet. Like, I don't really think that means, like, a mass of people. Biomass. I hate when people use words that I feel like are targeted or chosen to make themselves seem smart. But really, they just are super dumb. It's a biomass. And, like, wrong. (sighs) I feel like that's the, like, you would insert the meme where it's like, do you know the Spongebob, is it the Spongebob meme where it's like, 
Gensler G with biomass. And it's like, it's got the letters that are like, one's lowercase, one's capital, lowercase, Oh, capital. yeah. Oh, I know that meme. It's the, um... <laughs> it's uh, SpongeBob, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah. That guy. That's, that's what I picture when this fucking... But basically, so what happened... This guy, he was convicted of encouraging 16 young females to commit suicide um, through something that is very similar to this whole blue whale phenomenon. Um, And then the news media, like, just took that and fucking ran with it. And I mean, like, internationally. Um, The most recent article on the blue whale challenge was posted on May 2nd of this year. Interesting. So it's like still, and and that article was worded as like warning parents and stuff that like this group exists and stuff. And it's one of those things where now it's kind of taken on like a mythic proportion and it's almost sort of become an urban legend type thing. Right. And it's so like, it's, it's so hard to track because I mean, I'm sure that there are these groups for sure. Um, But I'm almost wondering if the blue whale thing now has become kind of like a red herring, Mm. you know? And, um, the media has just sensationalized that particular thing to the point that, um, I almost wonder if it's a detriment. Yeah. I mean, because it gives this fucking asshole more like notoriety, you know? Right. I, I mean, I his get ass it. is getting out of prison in like three years, but he's in Siberian prison, so we might not be seeing him mm, anymore. I was gonna say it's a Siberian <laughs> prison. That's like, ugh. who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that he didn't made me so mad. I got to drink water. <laughs> no, I think that I just think it it gets I think it gets sensationalized because I mean it all involves technology, social media, and. I think that, like, you have these 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds that, like, have access to all of this stuff. because they grew up on it. So, right. At this point. Yeah. And I think that parents, like, I think it causes them to, like, want to, like, snap back to reality for a second and be like, oh, fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Let me, like... Make sure that, like, like, yeah, let me, like, be involved and make sure that my kids aren't, like fucking around with any of this shit and then you know eventually like then go back to sleep <laughs> yeah so in in contrast to the blue whale challenge another one what you were talking about with social media um another one that is very real and very not to say that the blue whale challenge isn't real obviously these this 16 is more convicted documented. cases of of suicides actually happened and that was very real and it is very scary right um, but, but, uh, there's another game, game, that's called the choking game. Um, and that is something that's very real, very documented, very scary. Um, it's spread through YouTube initially, um, and it's not necessarily a new thing, um, People have estimated that it's been around... Some version of the game has been around since the 1930s. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. The 1930s? Yeah. Um, So, basically, oxygen deprivation to the brain can result in a euphoric high. 
Yeah. Um, and kids will choke themselves or each other in order to feel that high and stop just short of death. At least that's the plan. Unfortunately, too often, they go too far. Um, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, in the U.S. alone, 82 children between the ages of 6 and 19 died after playing the choking game between 1995 and 2007. Six? And most of those casualties are boys between the ages of 11 and 16. Now, you might wonder why my statistics stopped at 2007. It's not because I'm garbage. I am garbage, but it, that's not why. Um, the federal government hadn't studied the issues since then. What the fuck? They have actually stopped studying the choking game altogether, pretty much. But it's still going on. And there's no sign that the deaths have slowed. Um, more than 1,400 children and teens died from accidental hanging and strangulation in two, from 2000 to 2015. So, people still dying from accidental hanging and strangulation. Children. Babies. But we're just not going to look into it. It's probably fine. What the fuck? I mean, okay, like, I think it's, like, all right, so I think (laughs) you should clarify, like, there's a difference in between, like, this and some things that you get with, like, erotic asphyxiation. Like, I think that there's, like, it's it's similar, but, like, one thing that I read was that it was definitely, um, because I had, I'd heard a little bit about this when I was researching for, like, my stuff, Mm -hmm. um... Because the intentions are completely different. Like, one, you get one person that does this for, like, sexual gratification, right? And then you get the other person, you know, you get the other side where they're doing this stupid challenge for, like, you know, likes or, well, like, social it. media shares. Well, there's two, so there's, they do film it. Usually, uh, a lot of kids will film the choking and upload the videos to YouTube, which feeds the viral phenomenon. Um, and a search on YouTube will pull up over 37 million results for how to play the choke, the pass out game. Fuck. Yeah. I searched it my fucking self. Um, I didn't watch anything, but I, I wanted to see, because YouTube released this big statement where they were like, oh, we're hiring a bunch of people to screen stuff and we're going to try to like cut it out, but, um, I searched the term myself and it was like 37 million results. That's insane. Yeah. It's pretty fucked. I mean, you got people that Um, do this, that do that. Like I've seen people like set themselves on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. That's another, yeah. yeah, The, what set, set my fucking cell phone fire challenge. But the the thing to go back to the thing with, um, autoerotic asphyxiation, um, there's layers to that that we could unpack. Um, a lot of that is just for show. I know that asphyxiation in general as part of like BDSM or anything like that is more about the act and less about like actually fucking choking yourself. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, so it's different. And like I'll- there's a difference between like taking an electrical cord and fucking wrapping it around your throat and jumping off, like, a bed. And then having your partner, like, choke you a little bit during sex. You know? And it's like... And I feel like one is probably, and I'm just gonna <laughs> loosely say this, but probably, like, one is definitely 
more controlled than the other arm, yeah. I would say. Because, like, if you are yeah. into that sort of thing, I mean, you've got your safe words, you've got right. all of that. Right. Um, There's so, a lot that goes into that. And with with this particular thing, I mean, it's terrible. Like, some of the stories that I read, it's awful. I mean, there was um, this one... This one boy, he was 12 years old, and he had just returned home from a Boy Scouts weekend retreat where he had gotten an award for leadership. And he hung himself from the pull-up bar in his family's kitchen in their two-bedroom apartment in Santa Monica, and he died. And it's like... And was this from, like... How do they document that? Like, is that from like, was he doing the challenge? Yeah. Like, was he filming himself? Yeah, I think I think later investigation. I don't know that he specifically was filming himself, um, but later investigation revealed that, that that it was part of that. That it wasn't like a suicide out of suicide, which is also bad and terrible, and don't do that. Um, that it was actually related to this game. Um, and his his mother, uh, I believe, has become a lot of the mothers of these children um, become advocates for, you know, getting the word out about this game and like educating kids so that they don't because it's so hard with that age group because the line between and a lot of studies have been done on brains of kids that age, like from eleven to sixteen. Your brain doesn't conceive of reality and fantasy in the same way, like, or as two separate things. The line between those things is kind of really blurred. Mm -hmm. And so to an adult, you know, we would never think, oh, well, I mean, there was one story, there was one story about a kid who... He put, I think it was like a belt or a rope or something, and he thought that the way he jumped off of like a chair or something, and he thought that he would fall, and so it wouldn't choke him to death, that he would fall right and then be fine. And it's like an adult would never, a sane adult, would never be like, oh, well, I'll just jump and I'll fall right and it'll be fine. Like, we would be scared out of our fucking mind because mm-hmm. we understand that, like, at, at a certain point, you're no longer in control once you lose consciousness and that you actually could fucking die. Right. But for somebody in that age group where the the brain hasn't developed to the point where it's just really hard to kind of explain consequences because it's not... It's, like, less of a thing. Right. At that age. You know, you think you're... Invincible. Yeah. Because you are, of course. You're a kid. Um, and so it, it plays into that. It plays into that, um, like you said, the, the need to belong to something that's mm-hmm. bigger than yourself and social media and getting gratif- gratification and validation from your peers. Um, I'm sure there's some relation as well between, like, you know depression and anxiety that some of these kids might be feeling and like and them like trying you know what i mean like using it as like a reason or like not a reason but you know what i'm trying to say like using it as like okay i'm just doing this challenge but like for fun and you Mm -hmm. know likes and shares but like what's really going on yeah you know what i'm saying a lot of them too will um say that 
it's a relatively easy way to get high without drugs and that they think that it won't cause lasting damage, but that's so not true. Um, brain cells start dying within minutes of blood and oxygen deprivation. Oh, yeah. And um, there was this, this doctor, Dr. Catherine Thomas, um, and she was talking about how if the carotid artery in the neck of a person, um, which is the artery that runs right along mm-hmm. below yep. your jawline. We know what that one is. The fucking big ass fucking important one that you don't want shit to happen to. Um, which are, which is so conveniently you know, placed Exactly right. <laughs> what would get fucking cut off if you put some shit around your neck. Um, if that artery is compressed by a rope or a belt, it can lead to irreversible brain damage after five minutes. Um, but since, like I was talking about, since children's brains are still developing, um, they're uniquely success, uh, susceptible to this game. Um, they, they can't, their brains are literally physiologically not capable of anticipating and thinking about future consequences and acting um and acting with an understanding of that that develops gradually over time past the age of 16 it's just so weird because like when i was that age like the only game that i was playing was pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. you know what i mean like I'll, yeah. We weren't out here playing these choking games and well, Tide Pod challenges. and like... I, I don't think it was to the scale that it is at this point. Um, but experts say that the choking game has been around since the 1930s, like I mentioned. Yeah. Um, although it was, it was known by a couple different names. The Pass Out Challenge was one. Flatliner was another one, which I think I heard about Flatliner. And then Space Monkey was another one. I think I maybe heard about Space Monkey, too. Space Monkey? Yeah. I think that one... Space Monkey might have been the one that was around when when we were that age. I mean, maybe. But, like, listen. I was too introverted to give a fuck about joining into major groups and being liked. Like, well, know, also, I, we didn't have the internet as well, much. Well, yeah. Well, we, so you we couldn't, did. Like, film it. But... Yeah, you ain't filming that shit on a Motorola Razor, dude. No, you're not. This shit is not happening on that old ass like first version of the BlackBerry. But I mean, even then, I was you content can't even to play. Take I, a like, picture of nothing. I, I was trying to. I had people that were like, "Hey, you want to come to this like Yu-Gi-Oh tournament and Pokemon tournament?" I'm like, "No, I'm good over here playing on my picnic table in the backyard by my damn self, <laughs> dueling my damn self, well, I told you and you winning that. every time." <laughs> Jesus, but also losing every time, and that is a and that's what fucked me up. (laughs) That's a metaphor for life, right there. You went in true. No, but um, so one of the really frustrating things about the choking game in particular is that how I told you that the federal government is basically just like dipping the fuck out. Um, but there has been, you know progress towards educating people about the game and trying to get this thing under control. Um, five states have added questions about the choking game to their risk assessments between 2008 and 2017. Um, I mean, it's a silver lining, but it's a little one because that's five states and we got fucking 50. So if we could just get that number up a little bit, that would be great. Right. Um, but in the five states that have added these questions, the results showed that many middle school students were were familiar with the game. In Oregon in 2008, about 36% of 8th graders said they were aware of the game. Shit. 
And how old are you in eighth grade? You're like 14, 13, 14? Something like that. Um, 6% um, said that they have played it. In Kentucky, Montana, Florida, and Utah, about 7 to 10% of students said that they had either been choked by somebody else on purpose or had tried to choke themselves for the feeling or the experience that it caused. Um, well, they have to be, you have to be careful with that shit because you can be, like, if you assisted in that and something happens to your friend... You'd be liable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bitch, you can be charged. Yeah. Um, and there are some really inspiring parents. I mean, there's just so, there's so many really, really sad stories of kids who were trying to do this dumb game and were, just didn't think about the consequences and were filming themselves and trying to put it on YouTube. And then they, something ends up going terribly wrong. They end up dying. Their parents end up finding them. It was like a I mean, I hate to say that it's like a broken record because each of them were individuals and, you know, they had their own situation, their own family. But, like, there's such a pattern. Mm -hmm. And it's just so awful to imagine. Um, And Sharon Grant, um, who founded the nonprofit Games Adolescents Shouldn't Play, um, which the acronym is GASP, um, her son was one of them and he died at age, um, her son Carson, um, he was 14 and he passed away just like that because of this game. And so she founded this nonprofit, um, Sharon Grant founded this nonprofit to spread the word, or I'm sorry, Sharon Grant's son's name was Jesse. Um, Carson was another, another child. Um, there's just, it, this was something that was really hard to research because it was just so many fucking awful stories. Um, and they all had that same pattern. Um, but basically in December of 2017, under pressure from GAST, um, and several other state agencies that are kind of stepping up, um, YouTube announced that it was going to amp up its efforts to stop the spread of the videos by hiring more people to try to remove the videos um, and YouTube officially claimed that its guidelines prohibit content that's intended to encourage dangerous activities that have an inherent risk of physical harm. So that was December of last year. Hopefully it's getting more attention and um, and progress will be made. And the fucking federal government will give a shit. For real. It's just really... Well, they always do that shit because it's like, even because when I was listening to our, our pod besties, APC, their last episode, they mm-hmm. mentioned the same thing because they were like, um, their topic that they were discussing, uh, was a man who was killing like gay men. Yeah. And like, so they had all of these bodies of these gay men that were just like, nobody gave a shit about. Yeah. And it's, it's like, <laughs> hello? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous, but, um... Yeah, they call, they call it that particular thing, they call it the less dead, and, I mean, you would... Usually, children are excluded from that, because people get upset, but it's like... If it's, if it's a situation where... I just feel like it's so easy for people to be like, oh, well, it's just a suicide. Right. Which is a fucking ridiculous statement anyway, that it's just a suicide. Like, 
what? <laughs> Number one, what? Number two, it's it's an epidemic. And especially if there's a if there, there's patterns and trends. So right. Like, you need to do. We need to do something about right. this. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, but no, just going back to um, like the the friends and stuff who like assist their people, like who assist their quote unquote friends. Because I'm gonna tell you what. If you came to me talking about some, like, choke me bullshit, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, I mean, because they can get in fucking trouble. And, like, one of the big cases that um, sort of set the standard for that um, sort of relates to my topic. Because when we were talking about, like, suicide games and stuff like that... um, the one thing that like immediately clicked with me was Russian roulette as probably the most well-known. Yeah. And I guess you would say like sensationalized or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That just, that stuck out to me. And I'm like, who the fuck would ever play this mm. in real life? Yeah. I mean, that one's almost like a pre, we've talked so much about social media and how social media feeds that, that that's almost like a pre- Social media site. Right. And so the case was the Commonwealth versus Malone. So what happened was, is that um, the defendant, last name Malone, was convicted of murder for killing his friend while playing Russian roulette. And the defendant's argument was that he did not intend to harm the victim, and therefore the facts do not justify a conviction of murder. Okay. So was this a game of Russian roulette where you shoot the other person instead of yourself? Because I thought it was... I thought Russian roulette was you pass the weapon around and you go to shoot yourself. But maybe it was a different well, so he, it's, type of thing. No. It, 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 so the defendant, he was convicted of second second degree murder for killing his friend because the defendant had testified that he had loaded the gun chamber directly to the right of the firing chamber and that when he pulled the trigger so i get yeah he did shoot his friend yeah he did so not they were shooting at shooting each at other. each other yeah. he did not expect the gun to go off um and he claimed that he did not intend to harm the victim um and again going back to the justification of murder um so essentially the issue is can recklessness satisfy the state of mind required to uphold a conviction a conviction of manslaughter? Which the answer is... I mean, fuck yes. yes. <laughs> a fucking, a resounding motherfucking yes. Absolutely. Like well, the rule of all law is that malice, which is the state of mind required for murder, um, is evidenced where an individual performs an uncalled for act in complete disregard of its likely harmful effects on another... Um, even in where the harmful result is not intended. Hmm. So, but this came, um, I'm kind of working backwards here. Um, there was actually a film, uh, it's called The Deer Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Does it have Meryl in it? Um, I'm not 100%. It's got Robert De Niro in it. I feel like that has Meryl Streep in it. It might. Somewhere, 
Alex Heisman is bleeding from his eyes. <laughs> it was in 1978. It had. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure Meryl is in Deer Hunter. Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken. Oh Jesus! Um, so the characters are in Vietnam, and they ended up, you know, getting captured uh, as part of their torture, are forced to play the deadly game uh, until one is standing, and then like in one particularly gruesome scene, one of the players points the gun. So I think it was Christopher Walken, like, he pointed the gun, like, just above his head and shot it and it fired. No, it wasn't, that wasn't Christopher Walken, sorry. It was another guy. He pointed it because he was, you know, too afraid to actually do it. So he pointed it just above his head and shot and, like, he wound up getting thrown in an underwater cage with, like, rats and dead bodies in the movie, so... What the fuck is this movie? Yeah. I feel like maybe Meryl wasn't in it now. It doesn't seem like her speed. I was gonna say, speed. I was like... Eh. I feel... I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was her speed. I don't... I didn't see Meryl It sounds Street pretty fucked up. <laughs> did you watch it? No, I watched the scene, actually. Oof. I did watch the scene, because that one is, like, it's a famous scene, so... Yeah. I was like, let me watch this. And I was like, fuck. So do you think that scene in I the think... movie caused a... Rena- Obviously, I don't think that's where Russian well, Real It's fun is no. from, but did it cause like a renaissance? Yeah. So I don't know like... why I'm having a fucking stroke right now. You know, you know, I just love the art. It's the best. Um, It was, I think it was a part of it. It was, it made it more like well known it definitely amplified it yeah a lot and i think and it was i think due to that movie that these kids from the commonwealth versus malone case that attempted to try Mm -hmm. it so yeah um but we've all heard about russian roulette yeah i mean rihanna has that fucking amazing song that i love wasn't there a movie oh shit I wish I remember the name of it. There was a movie that, like, the whole premise of the movie was it was a bunch of strangers in a room, and they were having to play Russian roulette. I'm sure it's there. Until all of them died, but, like, one. It was, like, some edgy, independent horror film. We'll have to find the name of it and post it, but it was terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, we all know that it's a deadly game of chance. You know, you put one bullet in the chamber, spin it, and then proceed to place the gun to your head and pull the trigger. Um, and like I said, we've seen this in entertainment for a while now, but what I was really curious about is to like, where did this fucking ridiculous ass game come from? Yeah. Um, and why the fuck would anyone do it? Like, no. Um, but the very first mention of Russian roulette, at least in America, can be found in a short story, um, written in 1937 by author George Serdez. And I actually have an excerpt that I'm going to read from it. And this was the very first time that it was, like, ever mentioned in America. Interesting. I would have thought it would have been older than that. I thought so. I would have thought so, too. Yeah, that's But weird. I think, it, I think it comes from the story. Yeah. So I think he was, pro- he was in- if I'm not mistaken, he was inspired by tales and stuff that he had heard mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. wrote it in, like, historic, wrote this tale in, like, historical fiction form. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the excerpt from the story, <clears throat> story time, it is story time. <laughs> I want you to read the whole thing in that accent. Do you want me to try? I, I do. Okay. I'm afraid. Oh God, I am too. But hey, we're taking chances. 
Yeah. Oh God, that's a fucking Celine Dion song. Oh my God, <laughs> fucking Celine yes. Dion. Cue it. Should I put? I wonder if no. I can't. She's do gonna that. fucking sue the shit I out of us. You cannot insert. fucking cue it. I Everybody, just insert. think really hard about Celine Dion. I don't even remember how I was supposed to, to talk now. Feldheim, he says. Did you ever hear of Russian roulette? When I said I had not, he told me all about it. When he was with the Russian army in Romania around 1917, and things were cracking up so that their officers felt that they were not only losing prestige, money, family, and country, but were being also dishonored before their colleagues of the Allied armies. Some officer would suddenly pull out his revolver anywhere, at the table, in a cafe, at a gathering of friends, remove a cartridge from the cylinder, spin the cylinder, snap it back into place, put it to his head, and pull the trigger. There were five chances to one that the hammer would set off a live cartridge and blow his brains all over the place. Sometimes it happened, sometimes not. When it did, there was nothing more to be said or done. When it didn't, the fellow waited another day. And as he explained, Burkowski removed a cartridge from the gun, spun the cylinder with his thumb, snapped it shut without looking at it. He said something about me never understanding the thrill of it, put the muzzle against his temple and pressed the trigger. There was a click. So Here's that's the a thing. little expert. Here's the thing. Excerpt. People fetishize that shit and make it like look like you're a badass, but if somebody literally did that in front of me in a bar, I would be like, you're a fucking idiot, is the thing. Please go seek, or please go seek a medical attention, is what I should say. But I, yeah. I just get really angry. <laughs> and you stuff just like get that. Aggressively that makes, well, because that, that makes it sound so cool. Like that makes it sound so cool and sexy and like, oh, I don't care if I live or die. But like in in all actuality, like when you really get down to brass tacks, living and dying is kind of like all we fucking have. Right. So it's not really sexy. I think it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely about some bullshit toxic max masculinity yes like that so toxic right like <laughs> i've got the balls to put just good in my head here's the thing if you and we're not going to get into the gun debate because that's just the thing we're just not even going to get into it this but it's not a politics if con- you podcast. Right. we right. are many podcasts right but that is not one of nobody them. needs a fucking uh assault rifle anyway <laughs> moving on if you have a gun then I expect you to be responsible as fuck. I expect you to take care of your shit, understand your shit, and always be responsible with your shit. And that type of stuff right there, like, that just makes me so irritated because, like, nobody, like, if that's, if, if that is what you do, like, you shouldn't be anywhere near guns at all, ever again. Right. Like, never. Right. If you have, like, that much disregard for your own life, you probably don't have much regard for anybody else's. For like, any fucking body else's. else's. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, if I ever see someone and they're trying to, like, play that, I'm like, mm. Mm, You know what I'm going to be doing? Doing what I, I'm going to be calling the non-emergency number. That's what I'm going to be doing to the police. Mm-hmm. To be like, bitch. And so you see how it sort of evolves. So, like, you have someone 
who writes a story. Mm-hmm. And then... It makes it seem sexy. Because yeah. that, that excerpt right. is so sexy. Like, it's just so infuriating. Right. Like, you can tell that that person wrote that to be, like, right. so, like, ooh. Right. Um, and there was more to it as well. I think, yeah. actually, because I just chose a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the end of the story, because then, because, like, I got to reading it. <laughs> I was like, let me just keep reading it. Um, and I think, I think the man, like, eventually died. Because, like, this character a that he's talking horse. about, like, keeps doing it. And so, the character, like, eventually fucking lost his game. And fucking fortunately, he didn't lose his game in, like, chapter one. Right. And so, the <laughs> officer that he was speaking to was then left with, like, oh, shit. So, how do I explain this to, like, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Because, like. Again, like the like the younger boys that happen later, like, mm-hmm. you're responsible, right? Partly, I mean, yes, you are, yeah, because you're involved in this bullshit, mm-hmm. and you allowed this bullshit to happen, yeah. And people like, and there were several like articles mentioning like other people that um, have played this and like put the bullet in, like even not in typical. Um, Russian roulette form, but, like, there was one instance where these two young girls, and she was, she put the bullet in the chamber, and just, like, they were just hanging out in a room, and, like, spun the thing, and then just put it to her fucking head, and blew her brains out right there. Do you know what age? They were, they were young. Yeah. They were young. It wasn't in the States, um, I remember that much, but they were, like, younger, like, teens, it's it's it, it all goes comes back, back to back the to consequence teens. thing. It all goes back to the consequence thing. So, I mean, talk to your fucking children, people. Yes. Like, just for the love of God, talk to your children. Um, and that's why, like, it's really important because, like, we have younger siblings, mm-hmm. and I always feel. And I've always been, I feel like, super protective over any, like, bullshit that might be sent their way. Yeah. Because I don't, like, for me, I would have to, like, I would feel responsible if something was to ever happen. So, like, if somebody was, like, being bullied and, like... I never said anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel, I just get real, like, Papa Bear protective when it comes to, with family and, you know, like, really close friends in general. Yeah. But specifically with having younger siblings that were growing up and, you know, were teens and will be teens in this day and age. I mean, I have a brother who's significantly younger than me and he's right in that, in, he's right in that age bracket of the 11 to 16. Like, so, and I think that's why doing this um, research this week was particularly difficult because it's kids of that age. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, and so it's just very difficult to read so many cases of, you know, this stuff happening and it seems so senseless. Um... But uh, there was a really good, the the doctor um, that I quoted earlier, uh, who was talking about um, the development of 
children's brains. Um, fuck was her name? Uh, <laughs> Dr. Catherine Thomas. She this this woman very accomplished. She chairs the Department of Neurology at the Intermountain Medical Center in Salt Lake City. Um, but she had a really great quote about talking to your children. Um, she said, children can find it difficult to stand up to peer pressure, but they must know that it's perfectly okay to refuse to take part in crazes that make them feel unsafe or scared. Parents should talk with their children and emphasize that they can make their own choices and discuss ways of how to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, reassuring a child that they can still be accepted even if they don't go along with the crowd will help them stop doing something that could hurt them or make them uncomfortable. And I just thought that that was really important to share. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. So talk to your goddamn children, people. Please. Like, I mean... I don't even like kids all that much. And even I... Struggled. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just... Just talk to your fucking kids. Stop being, like, throwing, you know, a tablet in their face. And, and like, also, kids, don't fucking listen to this podcast. Uh, you better you better not. <laughs> I mean, we love you, baby. We'll see you in five, ten years. Uh-huh. We most definitely will. <laughs> you just swing on back around. We'll be here for you. We'll tell you all the terrible stuff. But not now. Yeah. But, um, you know... There's no need to feel like, I mean, that's kind of what we're all about. We always have all, always been all about being whatever we are, which is weird. <laughs> whatever we are. Yeah. I mean, we never, I mean, obviously everybody, everybody feels pressured in high school and everybody like wants to fit in whatever. But like, I think you and I had a gift that very early in life, we came to the conclusion that we just didn't give a fuck about no. fitting in anymore at all no and it was like whatever like you reached that probably a little earlier than i, I did i fucking think i was born that way like i genuinely i literally don't think i ever at any point i mean obviously there's stuff that like everybody goes through the same high school bullshit to varying degrees right but there was never a point for me and that and that's a gift um there was never a point for me that I was willing to sacrifice who I was as a person or um, am as a person um, to to fit in with any kind of group because I'm just fucking weird and like that like that's what I have and if I don't have that then I don't have anything and like mm-hmm. I'd rather be authentically me than be a fucking shell right that fits in with all these other people who are pretending to be shells right. Who also are amazing, fabulous, wonderful, weird, wacky people, but are just not able to get past their need to fit in. Yeah, it was, I was never, I never, never fit in anywhere because it's like, and even, even still to this day, I don't feel like I fit into any one particular box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yes, I love my, like... I'm totally, like, my heart is as creepy as the next. You know what I mean? But if you were to look at me, you wouldn't say, oh, goth kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like to subscribe to one particular box. I, yes, I... I can't fucking do makeup good enough to be goth. That's the honest truth. For real. (laughs) I can't. Man, I lack the ability. So, yeah, so what was I doing in high school? I was... 
chilling out in the art in the art room. Yeah. Hanging out in the hallway with, you know, a couple of friends. Yeah, I, I mean, and, I think you did, I think you undercut yourself. I think you did your own thing, but you did it in a quiet way. I, and I, I don't was, do anything in a quiet way. No, you don't. Never. You really don't. So I was like, I'm fucking weird, man. <laughs> and I'm in your face. I had the little, like, stupid t-shirt sayings, and, like, that's how I would express myself. <laughs> through graphic tees? Yeah, through graphic tees that said, one of my favorites was, like, I see dumb people. I remember it. I remember you wearing that <laughs> shit. Do you remember? I had, that, I had that shirt that said Goober's. Do you remember that Goobers. shirt? Do you remember my red Orange County Choppers shirt? Yes! I think everybody in our school had an Orange County Choppers t-shirt God at one point. It. And Dixie Outfitters. I didn't have any of that. But. No, I didn't either. I just had graphic tees, and then that was it. And a shaved head. Anyway, in true in true Haunted Heart fashion, we have ventured far afield. Well, no, I just didn't want to end on like a really like I low know. note. So, I know. Like, I just wanted to bring I out some I feel like this episode our... was kind of a downer. I just wanted to bring out some of our, like, weirdness as a comedy point because, like, I just didn't want to end on, like, a Because really it's okay. Sad. But that, but also because it's okay. Right. Like, I weird, think it relates to the episode. Weird is what makes things that, interesting. Mm-hmm. Weird is what makes stuff, like, the fact that you are what you are is a beautiful thing. It's an authentic thing. As you get older, you will settle into that and become comfortable with mm-hmm. that. If you're not already comfortable with that, and there's no reason for you to allow any other human being to make you feel uncomfortable because of who you are, unless you are hurting someone else, in which case, stop, (laughs) because that's not good. No. Yeah. No. Don't don't hurt people. But your weirdness is your power. Absolutely. And wield it. Absolutely. Some wielded it quicker than others, a.k.a. Katie. I got mine a little bit later. She came out with that fucking sword. <laughs> anyway, that's our episode for tonight. And I really wanted to thank everybody for listening again. Um, thank you for tuning in, listening to this absolute bullshit. Yes. And if you want to hang out with us, we got our face group, Facebook group up and running. Finally, Kenny forced me back onto Facebook violently. I did. <laughs> Um, so that is up and running. If you search the Haunted Heart podcast, you can request to join. We will approve you unless you are a mass murderer, in which case we do not want you in our club. Um, but if you just are interested in mass murders, then that's fine. Um, we're on Instagram at the Haunted Heart. Mm -hmm. We are on Twitter at the Haunted Heart and Mm -hmm. we are way more active on Twitter than we have been. Yeah. Um, so tweet us. I'm learning Twitter. It's very exciting. (laughs) I keep responding to our own shit. And it's really embarrassing. And liking our own shit on Instagram. If I can, I'll be scrolling that's through. That's on purpose, though. I'll be on the page, like I'll be act like active on the page, and then like I'll see the little heart notification come up, and it's yeah. like, Kitchen Witch Kate likes this. I'm I like, mean, I'm just saying, bitch. I do fucking like it, though. I do like it. Like I see it in my feed, and I'm like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hang like, out with us, subscribe. and if you have. Rate, review. Please rate and review. Please email us. We would love to hear your thoughts on whatever, on anything. It doesn't have to be something we specifically covered on the show. It can be if you want. Yeah, totally. Um, We're down to chat. Yeah. Slide in them DMs. Slide into that GM. You love uh, that that phrase. Gmail. Slide into that GM. The GM? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it works. Jury's out. Whatever. All Um, right, guys. That's our episode. Again, so 
Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, stay stay spooky. spooky. Have a good week.